0: Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I am your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world, and I hope you're fine. And um, um, I always say this. I don't really have, honestly, I don't have anything like any real thing that I um, would say today other than to just reflect on so i've been doing a lot of reading um you know where where god says my people perish for lack of knowledge i realize that there's so much knowledge in this world and there's a lot that we will never know even even within the knowledge of what's available to know on earth most of us self-included just on the fringe of the outer fringes of the fringes of the fringes of the fringes of the knowledge that exists there's so much we don't know and there's a lot of knowledge that has been put into the hearts and the minds of really brilliant people that have walked this planet before us and recently maybe because of the bible program i've been on i've been reading a lot of you know like century-old literature and you know, like things written in the 19th century, stuff like that. And the profoundness of the clarity of the thought of some of these philosophers, thought leaders, you know, I mean, let's not even talk about the Bible, which is about, you know, 2,000 years old, but you just find that God really put something inside of man. He really did. And I am beginning to see why the you know, the rebel angels are so jealous of God's creation in man. Because first of all, God is clearly a very intelligent, infinitely intelligent human being. I mean, not human being, yeah. And what we see in the kind of intellect, intellectual quality that we see in human beings is the little drops that he has put and abilities that he's put in in, in, in men across the world of all ages in all times and periods and from some you get wisdom from some you get logic rational thoughts clarity i've been reading some commentaries on the bibles and scriptures which apparently there's so many of them online i now realize that i've never been somebody who reads bible commentary but i'm beginning to realize that it's a very good way for scripture to be explained to you like verses and it's a good way to study the bible without reading the bible because somebody you're hearing somebody comment on it it's almost like you know the sort of thing we hear on social media where people you know watch a video and then they do a commentary on it and they're like oh yeah did you see what happened here and you find out that those commentaries they're always really useful because they talk you through the process and they do the thinking for you and then all you have to do is follow their line of thought and you agree or you disagree and whatever so but it breaks it things down for you so i've never been a bible commentary reader but i was really fascinated with all the commentaries i was reading and there were many of them were very spot on you know the- What I'm trying to say is that if you want to know more about God, there's enough information online, you know, for people to help you through that process. And I think a good link that you can find is the Bible Study Tools.com. If you get onto that site and you use a search engine and say Google Bible commentary or comment you know just a commentary on the gospels you'll see lots of material coming up that you just have to click a link on and you read them really really useful material that I read through yesterday I was very blessed and encouraged by reading them so I I thank God for the journey that I am on where I am sort of getting to know God a little bit more and you know just having this sort of interactive relationship with his word and um, discovering things about him about his kingdom God seemed to have really been very very intentional and purposeful in his plan of deciding who were going to be his children and you know i I was reading a verse um about the elect of god that's in ephesians 1 3 to 4 where it says that god has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world and i was reading some commentary around that and trying to understand that and then anyway there was a whole intellectual conversation uh, and debate on that i won't go into the details or bore you with that but it just seems that god was very intentional about this entire salvation thing and um, even though there are many things we don't really understand about why why do some people receive the gospel why don't some other people receive the gospel i i i don't know how to say this but i you know there's a scripture that says he predestinated us to be conformed to the image of his son jesus christ i have that sense about myself i do not see any future or life for myself outside of God I can't even imagine I mean I there's a phrase that I started using recently about possible futures I don't see a possible future for me outside of Christ I, I just don't see it you know I, I don't see it I don't even see it I don't see Christ as one of several options you know it, it's, it's a path that I was born to walk and I can't explain that why I feel that way you know it's, and I've, it's always been that way with me but I realize that for some people for some reason it doesn't appear to be I, I, I don't know why or what it is about our different works and there's a lot that you know one may not fully understand but what I do know is that the fundamental truths that are taught in the Bible they are truer I have tested them in my life The explanations given for different things. The explanations given by the Bible for how the world is. In fact, there are some questions I've had about why certain religions, you know, certain things. The Bible, God has helped me to answer them through the Bible. And some of those things I may not be able to share on this podcast. But things about about faith different faiths, different cultures, and why even in any kind of religion, there is a sense of a power around it, you know what I'm saying, and if you read scripture, you see that scripture does not deny that, that there is that power, but what God says is that Jesus is far above all the principalities and the powers. But, you know, it acknowledges because God himself gave a certain level of power to the angelic beings that he created. And for those ones that rebelled against God and then became rulers of the darkness of this world and the custodians of certain belief systems and um, faith cultures, they still retain the power that they had as angelic beings. At least for those of them who have not been chained in, reserved in chains of darkness, because some some have been reserved in chains of darkness. But for those who, for all intents and purposes, are still sitting on their thrones, their minor their thrones, they still retain that power. So they are still able to affect the situation of things on earth in some communities, for those people who worship them, who believe them, and those who they have given doctrines to. The Bible tells us that they are doctrines of devils. So the dog Devils are rebel angels. So they have doctrines as well. So the fact that somebody believes something is worshipping a spiritual entity, that entity is, um, you know, he makes requests of that entity and the entity grants it, it does not mean that that power is the right power to follow. The fact that there is power in that entity does not mean that means that that power is the right power, like I said. The Bible acknowledges the fact, it calls you know, Ephesians 6 12, as well as um, another one in Ephesians 1 talks about principalities and powers. I think Ephesians 1 17. So, God does acknowledge that there are principalities. A prince, a principality is more or less a prince that has a, a you know a pality, <laughs> a prince that has authority you know what i'm saying so there is a throne there's a kingdom there you know that's how i'm saying these are people who are you know rulers in their own right and uh, and god did gave give them that authority and that power and he hasn't taken it back yet but the bible does tell us that in the end of this um the lake of fire has been created It's existing up till now and is reserved for the devil and his angels that's their final destination but for now they are roaming wild you know like the beast of the field and going about and doing what they want to do and the reason why i'm saying this is because and like i said the, um, the bible does say that there are doctrine of devils that word actually that phrase that term exists in the bible because i think sometimes and you can't when you, I'm sorry, sometimes when you see people operating under a set of beliefs that seems to be working for them, we sort of like make that for that reason. We may have a judgment that oh, you know, people can access God through different ways. No, it's not, no, people cannot access God through different ways, but they are angelic, God like beings, you know what I'm saying? Because God did create them, God created the devil, so they still retain some of the powers that we would associate with god's small g so for that reason people do get confused although i believe that you know some people know what they worship you know what i'm saying but people i think because we are so enamored by the by those godlike powers you know the superhero type of mentality so once you as natural mind, man with immortality is a big thing to us Things like being able to see the future, you know, raise the dead, you know, things that seem impossible in the natural realm. We are naturally fascinated with those things. So if we come in contact with any being that is able to do some of those things or appears to be able to do it or even when he's able to do it or has done it or does it, most people on the earth will be swayed except you are someone who has had encounter with the most high god and with the word of god and you have the doctrine in in you to know that yes this is the power of an angelic being but it is not of god therefore i will have nothing to do with it and um yeah and i think you know again like i said i i find that there are a lot of things that are not well explained. So in Nigeria right now, you find that, I see that there's a growing, I don't know if it's always been there, but we see it now that there's a growing respect for these powers, you know. Um, In fact, most people in the culture, even the younger ones, if they feel they need a certain kind of help, they're more likely going to go that direction. And the faith that people have in the abilities of those things to get things done in a very, very ungodly way. You know, there's a lot of faith in those things. In fact, far more faith than there is in God. And for a lot of people, maybe because of their background, it seems to be a backup plan. And apologies if you're coming from... If you're listening and you from the first world and you don't... You know, you are not... You know you don't they're not part of the culture that believes in mysticism or any of those things I really am sorry so this may sound a little bit odd to you um, but I think there will come a time at least I think when most people if we live long enough will have the opportunity to see some of these things in operation um, and I do know that there's some parts of the U.S. where this, you know, like sort of spirituality, spiritualism and mysticism is, you know, becoming a thing and new age religions and all of that. And um, I think the point I'm trying to make is that there is power in those things. And I think that's where sometimes we Christians miss it. We think, oh, there's no power. No, 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 don't say there's no power. The Bible teaches us that there is power. The Bible shows us that the angelic beings have power. What God is saying is that the name of Jesus is far above and that in Christ we have the ability and that to overcome and walk in dominion over those powers and that those powers are temporary, they are given by God although corrupted and used for a different purpose as Satan has done with every other thing and that the end of all those powers is death and destruction both for the people who obey and serve them and for the angels themselves who sinned and are yet to be punished in fact the day I read in the book of Revelation that the lake of fire is reserved that it was actually created because of the devil and his angels that was the day I decided that I would never be in that lake of fire and that I would do everything to make sure that anyone that I care about doesn't go there because if a place was not prepared for man for me I don't understand why I should be there you know what I'm saying God prepared it for the devil and his angels But what this cynical sadist sadist is trying to do is to make sure that as many people... First of all, he wants to delay that judgment. And as he's hoping, and if he cannot delay it, because he also has a fatalistic view from the way I see his operations, if he cannot delay it, then he wants to make sure that as many people as possible, he drags them into that hell with himself. Maybe because he believes that God has a soft spot for man and he thinks that if God sees that this number of people, there are so many that somehow... (laughs) got to change his mind. You know, I, I really don't get the guy. It's I just don't get his, his train of thought. But I see it in a lot of people, like in some of our political leaders. You know, there's a way you can play a game. You're so smart you become foolish. You know, I, I, I see that. I see a lot of people, you know, they 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 they're so smart, they're so manipulative, you know, like Tinder swindler kind of person towards the end of it you become foolish because it's, you you the hubris now takes over and you start making the most horrendous mistakes you know and then everybody it's not really very becomes very glaring who you are and then all of a sudden you look really really stupid and ridiculous that's all so, that's so i i sort of understand why it doesn't make sense to me what the devil's game plan is because it's doomed to fail i just don't get it I, I don't i don't get it but like i said everything worked out for him when okay he raised the rebellion he was able to draw um 30 percent of the angels with him he fought with michael and his archangels in, uh, in heaven and um they threw him down to earth you know he was able to deceive adam and eve that was a massive victory so things were sort of like working out for him he got over the rulership of the earth god's cherished earth he became the god small g of this world and took over things and set up his thrones and you know put the rebel angels over different parts of the planet and they sort of like fostered the different religions and put things in place, you know before God could, you know just put things in place. You know the all the massive rebellions of history recorded in the Bible, he was you know he orchestrated the 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 reign of the giants when the sons of God came and they had relations with the children of men. I don't even understand how that was possible, but apparently it, it did happen. Made sure that the world was so filled with violence that God eventually killed it. Had to kill everybody in Noah's flood. You know, um, orchestrated the people who tried to build the Tower of Babel to get to the Most High. You know, just massive rebellions against God. The same rebellion He tried to do in heaven. He continued to try to reproduce it on, on the earth. So He's He's an adversary of God. There's just this intense hatred. I just don't get it. But I also believe that God allowed this because God knew that He didn't want. He wanted free will worship, free will um, love, free will submission. So there had to be a process of testing. So this guy is just a tool in that path. And, you know, there's the scripture where God says, I said before you life and death. And, um, you know, but I urge you to choose life. And that choosing of life is the choice to walk with Him and to obey Him and to bear the sacrifice and the burden of being and the persecution as well of being a follower of christ and where i'm going to end this musing this is i i, I really love it when i do this musings because this is just a music so you can see it's not structured in any way but that's the entire that's what this is all about this is just free flow conversations but we're learning through the process i'm learning god is teaching me and i hope you're learning as well But I think the core thing that I think the Holy Ghost is trying to teach me as I'm speaking and I'm listening to this myself and hearing myself speak and the words come out is that what we must never forget is that what I must never forget is that the devil is so transactional. He's very transactional. And even in the music industry, I mean, I always have this conversation with my husband where have you noticed how he pulls people up In entertainment industry, music and art, he takes them really up to the peak of things and then he flings them down. Have you noticed that? He's doing that to the career of somebody right now. I won't mention the name, but that's just how he operates. The Bible, and that's why God said, The blessings of the Lord it makes rich, it adds no sorrow. Why would God say that? Why would that there be a verse that says the blessings of God of the Lord maketh rich, it adds no sorrow? Because there is a blessing in quotes that makes rich yes but it comes with deep and intense sorrow that's the anointing that the devil and his angels have the bible does not deny that power in fact when satan came before jesus he said unto him look at the glory of the entire earth it has been delivered unto me jesus didn't say you big liar although we all know he's a liar but you know the devil doesn't tell Hundred percent truth. He takes the truth and he mixes it with a lie or semblances of the truth. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, half truths, misrepresentation, miscommunication. But there has to be a little bit of truth in it so that you can see something that makes it look like I should listen to this guy. And then he covers it and corrupts it with lies. That's how he. That's his communication style. Um. So he said, all this has been delivered unto me, and he said to Jesus, he tried to make a deal. He said, if you bow down and worship me, I will give you the glory. That is what he does to everybody. That what he did to Jesus, that negotiation that he tried to have initiated with Jesus is what he does for all of us. The Bible in Revelation tells us that he trades with the souls of men. So he trades in intangibles. And that's also why Jesus said, what will it profit a man? to gain the whole world and lose his own soul so while the devil offers and his angels not only him they offer us tangible things benefits on earth social status political position material blessings beauty well not beauty really but then he can offer you um, fame yeah he he can't do anything about beauty other than plastic surgery you know fame social status, personality, social clout. While he offers all of that, he what his so he trades, he offers, he offers you tangible benefits, but then he takes intangible things from you. Things that and that has to do with things that we cannot see. Butter that have more value than what he has given, and then what he then gives in return are things that are also intangible—sorrow, loss, pain, sometimes actual death and destruction. There are things that are intangible and many times irreplaceable as well. And for some reason, when we went to that into that transaction we probably did not weigh we didn't realize the first of all he never ever discloses what he's going to take that's the first thing he never does disclose never disclose there's a liability aspect that is undisclosed completely there's a hidden cost that's the, it's, so it's never an a, a a fair negotiation but um it looks fair because he gives what the person wants but there is something else he's taking it has added to that tangible benefit which is undisclosed and people from the african parts of the world or who are aware know that this is how he operates because that's just it it's undisclosed uh, there's, always a, there's always there is always a hidden very negative cause that if you had been aware of you probably would have thought twice before taking that tangible benefit that's why People get addicted you know the whole addiction process drugs and everything it delivers a kick but the way the devil operates there has to be you know something has to be taken from you in a way that you lose control your your latter case is worse than the because that's he, how he is his scorpion stings you know he, you know that's how he is he can't you can't give what you don't have He's evil everything that he touches that he gives it's evil. It's corrupted. It steals. It kills. It destroys. It maims. It torments. It oppresses. You know. It robs. It you know. It defaces. It diminishes. It you know. Everything that you can imagine that is you know that is bad. It does that. So I think I'll just leave it there. And um, so I, I think my key reflections on this point is that. There are principalities there are powers there are thrones that rulers, that you know of darkness but that the name of jesus is far above all the name of jesus is power and when jesus says i am the way the truth and the life nobody can come unto the father except by me he's very right and correct because the throne where god is is much higher than the thrones that we see on earth those that we may sense in the environmental heavens those above those ones before you talk about the heaven where God is, it is not man that will determine the way to get to that God. The appointed savior that God determined is Christ. None of us is in a position to question that. I myself am not born of you know, I'm not a Jew, I'm not an ethnic Jew by by birth. Ordinarily, I shouldn't be believing this, but I have received that Christ and I have seen his power in my life and everything that he says about the word of God I have seen it to be true about this world about how things came to be and most especially he is a good God so it makes sense because this earth is clearly created by a God that is good and beyond that I have used the power of his name to overcome To overcome things that were naturally impossible. I have seen him. I have lived him. I have tasted him. And I have also seen evil. So I believe him. I believe him. I believe his version of the truth. I trust him. My prayer is that may we all get to that place. Where we believe. We trust God. And we where we get to that place where we see him as he is and that God gives us our own personal testimony I mean for Paul the apostle who saw Jesus on the road to Damascus you can't tell him that that Jesus wasn't real he had that really real experience and even though I may not have seen Jesus physically I have seen him in every other way that it that counts so I have seen him in the realm of the soul I have experienced him in the realm of the soul I should say seen him in the realm of the spirit I've experienced him in the realm of the spirit and I have seen him change things naturally for me on earth I have seen him drive away demons evil spirits from the lives of people I have been involved in situations where people have been delivered from the powers of darkness by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ So I believe him. I trust him I trust him and I'm continuing to look for opportunities to trust him more, to know him more and how God will also help me to be able to share my experience with other people and let's have a conversation about Jesus, about faith, about life, about love and what is the true meaning and purpose for which we are all here so anyways thank you very much for listening god bless you stay lifted and have a